Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. Today, guys, I'm so excited about Um, our guests. Matt and Lauren Chandler are two of the most prominent voices in global ministry. They've impacted us from from a distance for a long time. We've really been impacted by their their books and their teachings. But recently, they've been in the headlines uh, as they've walked through a really unique season in their marriage uh, that that was brought to light from um, Matt uh, admitting to um, an an online interaction with the woman uh, that, that he said was crossing the line. It was not romantic. It was not sexual. But the frequency and familiarity of their back and forth interactions and joking um, was was brought to light in a way that the church and he felt like, you know, this, this is out of bounds. And so they're going to walk through what boundaries look like in marriage, what they've looked like through this season and this kind of very public season of walking through um, this event. And so they're so gracious to come and share this. You're going to hear some great wisdom from the Chandler. So That's let's right. dive in. Well, like I said in the intro today, guys, we are so excited about today's episode. And I know I say that every single time and I start losing credibility because I always say it and it is always true, but it's extra true today because we've got Matt and Lauren Chandler. And, you know, we, one of the great things that I love about the work we get to do is God sometimes just, just opens up cool doors of opportunity for us to connect with people who've impacted us from a distance for many years and who've blessed us with their ministry and leadership. And and today's one of those days. And so guys, welcome and thanks for being here. Yes. Oh, listen, we were, we're excited. We're kind of fans. So (laughs) the marriage podcast, we're in. So we were, (laughs) and we, and we do, we do know that since marriage is that picture of Christ and his church, the more we can help people understand it, lean into it, flourish in it, the more the world gets to see the beauty of the gospel. Uh, and so that's just another compelling reason to hop in this and, and have this conversation. Yes. Yeah. So, so good. And for more on that, check out the Chandler's book, Mingling of Souls. You guys are coming out of a, a, a very unique season where Matt, you'd stepped away from a while, uh, for a while, uh, because of, uh, an, an online interaction that you yeah. said was non-sexual, non-romantic, but but still yeah. inappropriate. And I'd, I'd love just in your own words for you to talk about anything you want to talk about related to kind of what you guys are learning through this season and that time of stepping away and kind of, you know, recalibrating and now, you know, coming, coming back and being, you know, full force back, you know, back in the saddle, back in ministry again. But just to, 
you know, just to, to hear from, from both of you, what you've learned through that and what, what you're learning right now. Yeah. yeah. You want me to start? You want to? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that was, as far as it pertains to our marriage is like, we both have felt like the last few years have been the best, most intimate, deepest mm-hmm. times of our marriage. Uh, the gift from the season um, has really been that um, because usually in situations like this, I'm on the inside of those conversations, but the conversations at the church were about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of took yeah, me out of those rooms in the season. Mm-hmm. And what made that painful but, but good was that the way we do life here at the village is my closest friends. I mean, the longevity of the guys that have been with me, I think one of the reasons we're a healthy congregation is because if I look at Josh Patterson, he's been here for 18 years. If I look at Trevor Joy, he's been here for 13 years. If I look around, there's a longevity here, which means we have suffered deeply together. And we've also experienced great victories together. What made this unique for us as a married couple is it was a very painful event based on my foolishness. So it's not brain cancer, it's not um, it's not ridiculous accusations from a secular news source supposedly writing from a Christian vantage point. It wasn't the usual nonsense. It was foolishness that I had, I'm the domino um, and I'm out of the rooms. So my normal places of processing with those brothers, I, I didn't really have that. Um, and so what that did in a real unique way was it put us together where it, it really, it really became, it's Jesus and Lauren and, and that's the spot, that's the space. So in what was a really, um, humiliating, um, season, uh, brought about by my own foolishness, um, I, I felt completely safe in my covenant with Lauren. I, I didn't feel like I had betrayed that covenant. She didn't feel like I had betrayed that covenant. Now, did she want to punch me in the face and did she use some choice language about what she liked to do to me? Yes, but not, but I felt safe there. Right. And where these brothers that I've been walking with for over decades were having to handle me in a way that they hated and I hated. The Lord drew us together in in a unique and beautiful way and the covenants held for 20 something years through thick and thin and this it feels to me like this served to bring us into another level of intimacy that we didn't know was there and we didn't think we were missing to begin with uh and that's been the real gift in our marriage coming out of this anything yeah i mean i would just echo everything that he shared um you know, there there were really hard days that, but we were together. Yeah. You know, and we were um, working it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, where Matt is back in the pulpit and he's kind of he never stopped working. I mean, he was still meeting with people and in yeah. meetings and and doing the other aspects of his job. Um, but I am mourning a little bit of the loss of that season where it was the three of us. We got to go to church again. Matt and me. Right. And yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, just 
and I, I've seen now the, um, you know, you, he, I was a pastor's wife at age 22. He, he became the lead pastor at the village church when he was 28. So it's like, kind of like, you know, the frog in the boiling water. You don't realize the toll that, um, yeah. that ministry life takes on you until, you know, I, you were out of it for a second. And then, I mean, we're still in it, but like in particular preaching, which is his main gift. I mean, yeah. that you're exceptionally good at it. Um, it is what you're passionate about. You come alive. It's, it's a very primary gift. And so when he didn't have that, there was, there was extra time to, I don't know, have with one another or dream about the future or whatever. And so now that he's back in having to prepare a message, you know, every week and then reaching two services and not being in preaching shape, you know, so <laughs> it takes a, a little rusty. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual toll on him um, that I've just had gotten used to before. And then now I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is a lot on him. And then ends up being a lot on me and yeah. the kids yeah. too. Yeah. And so I do have a little bit of grief that I'm having to mourn of, um, of him going back, but it's good. Like it's more just counting the costs. It's like, okay, I know what the cost is a little bit better than I did before. Would you coach that in, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interview Lauren. Yes. Would you coach that is is time or vitality? What is it that's missing? Uh, A little bit of both. A little bit of both. And that's okay, you know, it's just, it's it's part of it. And I think too, I mean, we'll be at the village as long as the Lord has us and probably 20 more years. But it also gave me almost a sneak peek into what our uh, ministry could be like together. Um, And maybe that will be at the village eventually now that our kids are older, you know. Um, But it felt more like we're doing this together rather than, okay, you do your thing at the church and I'm going to do my thing at the church you know, in, in this capacity, um, it felt more like, oh, this is what we're doing together. Yeah. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. 
inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going, and even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not. Using on average, they're saving their users seven hundred and twenty dollars a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens: you sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it. Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year with over five hundred million in canceled subscription. Guys, that's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to RocketMoney.com/naked. That's RocketMoney.com/naked. Start saving money today. Criticism has always been part of the price of influence, and but now within the church, there are all these people acting like they have the spiritual gift of criticism, like you know, like that's an actual thing, and that they just feel like it's their job to to go around correcting, and and it, it really is toxic. And so I'm so glad you said you said all of that because the it has to start with the church. I think within the church world, you know, we've been so obsessed with with failure porn, as it's been called, you know, where it's like we we just try to. We, we sensationalize um, what's thing. wrong with everything. Right. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. And it's really done in a, a very unbiblical way, in a destructive way. And mm-hmm. but before before we land the plane, I, I want to honor you guys time and not keep you too long. But one issue we, we talk about on the podcast a lot is is boundaries, just boundaries in marriage, boundaries with the opposite sex. What what do you feel like are some just healthy, healthy boundaries in terms of interactions with the opposite sex? Well, I think, you know, you, you have to apply wisdom um, and, in, in regards to your own heart and life and not think too highly of yourself and what you're capable of or not capable of. Um, and so I do think like, like having specific boundaries about um, how you're going to interact with the opposite sex are, are super important. We are not um, like even how we operate at the Village Church. We're not a Billy Graham rule place. We have women on the exec team. We have um, dynamic women leaders and communicators here at the village, Jen Wilkin. And uh, before, you know, we had Lori Wilbert here for a while and I could go on and on. And and so, but but there are certain boundaries. Like I, I wouldn't go out, like Lindsay Enningberg's two offices down from me. Um, direct One of our directors in the operational ring, just a phenomenally gifted woman. I'm not going to hop in Lindsay's car and the two of us go have lunch today together. We're just not going to do that. Now, might me and Andrea, my assistant, and Lindsay go have lunch together? Yeah, maybe, very much so. Um, but just Lindsay and I aren't going to hop on, uh, you know, uh, on a trip together or, I mean, that's just nonsensical. Um, and, and even, but we're, but we are, Lindsay and I are good friends. Um, but I wouldn't, but like a boundary would be, the only thing I'm ever going to tell Lindsay about my marriage are the really good, beautiful things. If I'm struggling with Lauren or we're in a season, that's Josh Patterson. That's Brian Miller. That's about, I don't, there's no, there's no weakness in Lauren that ever gets discussed with another woman ever. There's nothing she's doing. That's bothering me that ever gets discussed with another woman. There's no, what, I mean, I could just go on and on. Yeah. It's just all Lauren is, is awesome to another woman. 
Hey, if another woman is talking to me um, in some setting, Lauren's like like the greatest gift outside of salvation God's ever given me. There's no weakness in this woman. Maybe laundry, maybe, yeah. but maybe not <laughs> even. That's right. Yeah, that's your second spiritual gift. That's it. So, um, so, so that would be one because I'm not a. I, I just think I've got more problems with the Billy Graham rules than I think it actually solves. Uh, but maybe that's a whole nother discussion for another day. So we we do have friends that are the opposite sex, but there's certainly boundaries within that framework. Like I said, I'm not I'm not going anywhere with Lindsay where there's not a group of us going. Um, I'm not consistently texting back and forth with Lindsay that's not on a group text. Yeah, so I think all the same boundaries. We both share the same boundaries. He just has more opportunities for relationships with other women just because of work where I, yeah, I don't much. Well, talk about how do you, like when you, I think about your bands or spaces like that. Well, usually I am the only woman and it's a bunch of guys (laughs) (laughs) and they're usually younger than me. So, and so. Uh, that matters. Like in young my guys own don't find you beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just I don't know. There's just a yeah. Same rules though. I don't talk about. Uh, our I just want to say there's no like 26 year old going. Lauren Chandler's gross. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, <laughs> they're younger. I was like, what does that like, mean? I was, <laughs> and one of my bands, uh, a guy that played with me. I mean, I could be his mom. He's Audrey's age. Anyway, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I make sure that I, I, I don't, um, you know, talk about things that would create some kind of bond or would kind of put me in this per in this man against you or, you know, in between us. So, I mean, the same, the same boundaries, same rules. It's just, I don't, I don't have to activate them as often as you do. And I would, I think, a a key learning for me in particular is the the platform of communication matters. Yeah. Um, what I mean by that is like some of the trouble I got myself in uh, and some other words I would use is frequency yeah. and familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had to do with frequency. Yeah. And I was somewhat, I, I think the better way to say it would be I lacked awareness around frequency because I wasn't getting into Instagram to chat to anyone. I was getting into Instagram to post or to look at something that post or, or look at my feed and I'd see a red bubble and I would click on the red bubble and I'd interact. And then I would maybe put my phone down and then you know an hour later, pick it back up and then there'd be a bubble and I'd interact with the bubble. And it hid the frequency from me in a way that if it had been a text message, I think I'd have been like, ah, yeah. that was, we just, pinged each other 10 times today over nothing that that's probably that's probably not a good thing and so i I also think the medium matters Mm -hmm. especially if it's a medium where you're distracted while you're interacting with it Mm -hmm. and so like my thing now is on i mean there's just no dming on instagram other than maybe a sentence there's no ongoing relationship on instagram um even if it's completely platonic or there's because this one was completely platonic mm-hmm. on both sides mm-hmm. um and so but it's just not wise mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. the that that's a new boundary yeah yeah i love that i brought you all together because i know when these kind of things happen and like you said you know matt like not knowing 
how it was going to be handled, not being able to be in the room to decide necessarily everything that was handled. Um, but I, I do want to say right out of the gate, I feel like from our perspective of just of what's put out there publicly, you all handled it with such grace because a lot of times, you know, we've been in ministry for a long time as well. And we've, you know, we've seen a, a lot of different things happen with, with pastors and it's not always handled so gracefully when the powers that be kind of decide what road you need to walk. And you guys just had such integrity and such um, grace. And I, I just, as a, as a person outside, just looking in it, it it just was awesome to see that. And I feel like um, that in and of itself is kingdom building. So I just want to say that just as a, like an outsider looking in, um, it gives us hope because a lot of times these things snowball and turn in to just, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot, a lot, huge, you know, bigger issues that you're like, this wasn't even this issue. But um, I do want to say, I'm sure that, you know, here you are, you're both handling it. Like you said, it's the two of you and Jesus. I'm sure there were some voices. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you in the face. Um, <laughs> if you're watching, I'm just about like using my hands too much about to hit Dave in the face. Um, but I'm sure that there were like some voices from the outside, you know, that weren't necessarily saying kind things and, and also people getting the story wrong and saying things that happened that didn't happen. And that can be yeah. so mad. And how did you all handle that? I mean, I know that had to be going on. I, my, my primary way of handling it is not to read anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on, I mean, I've got, I think I've got half a million Twitter followers. I don't think I've got on Twitter in five, six, seven years. I'd be curious of when the last time I posted mm -hmm. like yeah. that, that place is so toxic, so wicked. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and Instagram's easy cause I can delete you and block you. And I'm like quick and without mercy. Like yeah. even if you maybe yeah. trying to be kind, but I'm in a bad spot, I might block you. So it's just not, I'm just not going to give somebody permission to come at me or ruin my day. Mm -hmm. One, sure. the Lord hasn't given me them for yeah. accountability. Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. I, I mean, I obviously have accountability. I mean, I, and they're not a good old boys club yeah. and, and they just were unbelievably yeah. courageous yeah. to step out and do this, have so much respect for our elders here. And I'm a man under authority. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so I did hear things because people will be well-meaning mm -hmm. and they'll try to text me like friends, like good friends who after the blast radius has settled down, I'm going to have a talk to where they'll just be like, Hey man, I can't believe Christianity today said this and this and this. Mm. And I'm like, well, I had no idea anybody said that right. until you texted me this. Mm -hmm. And so that's my, yeah. yeah, that's my primary way is I'm just not, here's where I can sleep. I know what's true. My wife knows what's true. A group of very godly men and women knows what's true. Yeah. And I'm in happy submission to their authority. And I have just learned over the years that there is a group of people that do not know us and they love us. And no matter what we do, they love us. There could be a video leaked of me clubbing a baby seal. And there'd be a big group of people that are, what did that baby seal do? That's Matt Chandler. He can't, but they don't know us. They don't know us and they don't, they certainly don't know what's best for us. Right. And then there's a group of people and it's a smaller group of people and they just already decided that we're the problem mm -hmm. and they dislike us and anything they can read into anything we do that's negative and slanderous, mm -hmm. they're going to do. And they don't know us and I'm not accountable to them and I don't owe them anything. I don't owe them explanations. We don't owe them 
time or energy or emotion. And then there's this new group of people that I think are indifferent to us, mm -hmm. but it's really good for their business model. If I do something shady or if Lauren and I fall apart or because it's going to get clicks um, to their pages, blogs, whatever's. And yeah. so what I'm trying to do for our own sanity, yeah. what we try to do is we feel like we're fully known people. Like we don't have a lot of secrets. We walk in deep intimacy yeah. with good friends over a long period of time. We feel known and seen. And I, I am confronted and that might be too strong of a word. I am asked about my life frequently from those who are in proximity. And that's what's gonna matter to me. Um, so the praise of man, I need to limit my interaction with that. And the critique, or maybe the better word is criticism of man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna limit my exposure to that because what I'm getting from those closest to us, what we get from those closest to us is an honest assessment yeah. of our integrity and uprightness. Yeah. Yeah. And I can live on that. Yeah. And I think that's a really great insight, though, that there are certain certain mediums and also just certain set, certain situations, situations yeah. where naturally people are going to let their guard down. Right. Moments of deep trauma. I think moments of great celebration. Yeah. You know, when you're kind of on the mountaintop and high fiving and how quickly, you know, that can lead to to moments of, of bonding that could cross lines yeah. of, of intimacy that are completely unintentional. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just thankful for the conversation today and for you guys being willing to, to have it. Cause I, I feel like. I feel like in a lot of ways, the, the, the courage and the transparency with which you two have, have navigated this and, and just been so out front with what you, you're learning through the whole thing, I think that it could help prevent a lot of people um, from, from crossing, crossing lines that could, that could lead to adultery, you know, because I think sure. that it, it's so often, so many of the couples we counsel that, that end up in an affair, it starts out innocently. Right, it starts out for that. Yeah. without, you know, without any kind of sense of boundaries and or frequency or any of those things. And next thing you know, you've developed a bond, and that bond um, goes from platonic to romantic. And you know, thankfully, you know, this was you, you guys were able to nip this in the bud long before it got there. But um, I think your courage and being willing to talk about it will maybe give other people the courage to have conversations about what are those places in my life where I've, I've let a blind spot develop in my social media behavior and in my interactions with the opposite sex. And, and maybe that's going to be some of the important conversations that even come out of this episode that, that by applying some of the wisdom you've learned today from the Chandlers that, mm -hmm. that it could safeguard your marriage and, and prevent, um, you know, prevent potentially something tragic from happening down the road. So thank yeah. you guys so much for sharing it before we sign off though. I want, we're, we're in, in every one of these interviews at the start of the year with, with allowing folks to share one nugget of marriage advice. It could be anything, big, small, funny, yes. serious. And, uh, yeah. and, and so of the folks that have been waiting this whole episode for this oh, nugget of gold for the yeah. channelers, Not too much pressure they fast forwarded, they skipped the whole conversation just to get to just this point just from each of you. So what do you got? I honestly think, um, like flourishing marriages are like they're just cultivated over time. Yeah. And so uh, to just keep leaning in. So we still, yeah. we, I mean, we go out, we still date once a week as best we can. Uh, we're not legalist. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we still actively date one another. We want to play and have fun. Um, life's hard. So let's piddle, let's play around a little bit. Um, and I know those are two consistent. What would you add? Yeah. Um, this is just kind of a little small thing, but just finding ways to uh, show 
your spouse that you care. So Matt really cares about our, we do French press um, coffee every morning. Nice. He's the one that we get first. And so he does it, but it really fills his love tank. <laughs> if I yes, get it ready for him the night before. So oh, like yeah. the beans are in the grinder, yeah. the water. So finding that one thing. Now I don't do it all the time. You're fine. But, <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> feel loved and seen and cared for and thought about i know i'll get the coffee ready for him for the morning and it makes him so happy it does and a free one bonus um we we didn't broach this subject but it's it's okay to calendar sex yes oh yeah yes it's okay to calendar sex it's not doesn't take the pizzazz of it or the yeah. like get that thing on the calendar i mean i i was texting earlier today what time does reed get yeah. home from school <laughs> looking for window <laughs> afternoon <Yeah>. light <laughs> so calendar it man i so, totally agree it'd be the best thing on your calendar i'm telling you look we've all got stuff it. on the calendar we don't look forward to but you got a little star by 2 p.m on tuesday and you <laughs> right. know what that means like you're gonna look you forward to Right. If you if you got an assistant that sees your calendar, or your kid does or something, you just be like, um, just start like check the garage or just have some codes or yeah, something. Yes, codes. There you go. Just put French press. French press. French press. Oh, French press. No. That's it. <laughs> French press. Two p.m. That's a good time for French press. Anytime's right for French press. A little press, pick me up. Yeah. Right. Anytime. <laughs> anyway, that would be ours. Oh, wow. I love it. You guys are just awesome. Thank you all so much for taking the time. We know you're busy people, and we just count it such a privilege to have this conversation with you. So thank you guys yeah. so much. And for everybody listening, guys, listen, do yourselves a favor and connect with the Chandlers. Uh, you can find them on, on social media. Um, you can you go to the Village Church, either yeah. online or in person. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, check out their many books and resources. They are both a just a wealth of wisdom. And we are honored, honored to have connected with you guys today. So yes. thanks again. And, and God bless you both. Y'all take care. We'll see you.